I just released a single. Okay. Yeah, it's called Gets Me Started. That's the song I played. You're, ta- you're talking about that. You released yeah. that May 27th, right? Yeah, May 27th. Right. So that was just two months ago, the last Yeah, cu- yeah a couple of months ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's the song I played all three saxes on. As a matter of fact, I played all the music on that on that song. Brother, you have been the first one, one of the first to come along and get on my program. You came, you the 23rd episode, and you did that at my home, yeah. at my apartment. Yeah. And you brought your socks, and I had mine there. We stood up and did that whole podcast right, right. from standing. Right, right, right. That was fun. Man. We, that was really we just fun. had a good time. That was good. You're trying to teach me, I still remember you're trying to teach me how to <laughs> yeah, do, do the growl. You, do the growl. Yeah, yeah. And go through the and I have to apologize. I haven't been able to make it to your sets. I haven't been able to um, practice as much sax as I want to. But I love the sax. And I play at least three or four times a week. Well, I used to do it every day. Mm-hmm. You play every day? I don't play every day because okay. I'm, I'm doing different stuff. I, I have paperwork. Every, I do everything myself, basically. Right. Yeah, I, I do have a, another team for other, other stuff. But um, basically, my... My gigging and all that stuff, I'm, I'm managing all that. So I practice, um, I'll say, three times a week. Okay. You know, right. Give or take a little bit, uh, depending on what I'm doing. Do you ever play with any other sax players? I haven't played with any sax players in a, in a while now. You choose not to? No, it's not that. It's just that uh, everybody's going you know, their, own, their own way, doing things, and it's, hard, it's kind of hard to get, to get people together to, to really pinpoint a good gig to do you know, like that. I, um, a few years ago, we, a few sax players, uh, we, we talked about it. But you never did it? Never did it. Never did it because I guess everybody was just busy doing their own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to do it. I would love to do it, man, to have a, you know, like three or four saxes on a gig. That would be nice. Well, yeah. wait, what other instruments would you need if you had, what if it was just two saxophones? Two saxes? That would be cool, too. Because you play, I mean, alto. My my main is alto. I have I play soprano and tenor too. Okay, I have all three. All right, all right. But um, it, it would be real nice if we, even with just two saxes, you can get the harmony and the harmony is in there sometimes to play some lines together. Even if it's like an alto and a tenor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, di- different tones. Right. You know, different tones. It sounds they sound good together. Right. You know, like on uh, uh, this particular song, I I played three. I played the tenor, soprano, and alto. On mm-hmm. Oh, and then you put it all together, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real nice. On one of your, wait, how many albums do you have out now? Do you have any albums out? I have two albums. Two albums out. I have a, a, a ballad album. Uh, it's called Voice of My Heart. That okay. was my first album. Mm-hmm. And then I did a Christmas album. I did the Voice of My Heart in 2013. I did the Christmas album in 2015. And, uh, I don't know, you remember Keith Haynes? Keyboard player, yeah. he he produced that album for me. Exactly. Yeah, he's rest in peace, oh, my brother. Passed? Yeah, he passed away. When, when, when was this? Two thousand eighteen, November seventeen. I don't think I knew him well, but I probably mm. he probably came a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, he he was really one of the top was he? top keyboards and vocalists around. Yeah, okay, it's on tour with everybody. But anyway, yeah, I have those two albums, and then I just released a single. Okay, yeah, it's called "Gets Me Started." That's the song I played. You're, ta- you're talking about that. You released yeah. that May 27th, right? Yeah, May 27th. Right. So that was just two months ago, the last Yeah, a, cu- yeah, a couple of months ago. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the song I played all three saxes on. As a matter of fact, I played all the music on that on that song. How many instruments are you playing? I'm playing um, the saxes and, and it's a keyboard. Okay. And through my uh, Logic Pro. Right. Okay. Uh, software. Right. Uh, I just layered the parts on myself, as I as I thought of it. Yeah. And I um, I wrote the the hook. Okay. You know the chorus of the song too. Wow. And um, I took it in to have it mixed professionally. You know, in a mm-hmm. nice studio, Victor Newman and um, Jonathan Underdown. From uh, at the time they were running uh, Fun Fun Time Studios. Okay. Here in Japan? Yeah, here here in Japan, in in, in Shibuya. Okay. And um, so they they did the mixing for me, and Jonathan wrote the verses for the song. All right. Then I brought Tahira Walker in on the project. Okay. And yeah, I wanted her to put some ladies, you know, some sounds. I know Tahira Walker. Yeah, you know Tahira, right? I know Tahira, yes. Yeah, she's in New York now, but. New York? Yeah. She used to be out in Yukona. Right. That's right. She's been in New York for ever since last year. Last year? Was it last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, she she's supposed to be coming back soon though, mm-hmm. and she she came in and and did some background vocals with me and and she wrote the rap in the song. Did some rap in the song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she does the rap, so she got a, she got a writing credit on it too. Yeah. So it was real. It came it came out real nice, man. It's a really nice, cool nice. dance song. Now you told me that that song is just a single right now, but it's mm-hmm. actually a part of an album that you're developing. Right. Yeah, I'm still working on the full disc, and I hope to do at least you know maybe nine songs. Right. And um, I have a few more completed. I have two more com- completed, okay. and I'm gonna like uh, drop the next single, maybe latter part of the year. It's called Believe, and uh, that's that's a pretty cool kind of ballady kind of right. song. I did all the music on that one too, except the guitar, Masakohama played the guitar on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, Masa played guitar on all of my stuff, mm-hmm. on all, on my albums too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you planning on being in Japan for a long time? I, I do. I, I really love it here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm at peace here. Yeah. And I can work still, even during the down times, I can still work. And so COVID didn't affect you much? No. Because, yeah, actually, it did not, man, because um, I tend to like save my money okay and you know I with through, through the government and stuff they supplied the, the, sub, the subsidies and stuff sure and so did. I was okay and it allowed me to um, actually sit and write my music so it was a good that thing. gave me some downtime yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it, it, it I always try to turn a negative into a positive mm-hmm. some kind of way right. you know so that's what I did man I instead of sitting around sulking mm-hmm. I'm, I'm usually at home anyway every day basically trying to do something you know from a business mm-hmm. so it didn't bother me man it just it just made me stronger actually and it didn't affect me uh medically you know right. physically i'm okay because mm-hmm. your throat's better now because the first time we had we talked you'd had some issues with your throat i think it was yeah right. yeah i um my my throat was 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 really not in good shape then right but you know like years before i had i had the um Surgery on my for my cervical spine. Okay, I've had it twice, and but it was it's been some years ago. That was in uh, two thousand one and two thousand three. I had those surgeries, right. and they were all successful, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they they okay. were fine. The only thing is, the first surgery, uh, I lost like half of my range, and the doctor told me he said you could either, 
He said, you can take a chance and have this surgery. He said, it's a normal surgery. I do it every day. You know, I'm good at it. I'll fix you up. But this is the U.S.? In the U.S., okay. yeah. All your operations have been in the U.S.? Right, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and he said, um, you, you can lose part of your vocal. You know, you can lose it all, or it may not affect you at all, you know. So after, right after the surgery, I lost like half of my range. Mm -hmm. And after that, man, I, I was like, Lord, if I get my, my range back, I'm not going to be shy to sing no more. Because I was kind of shy to sing before and ad lib and all that stuff. So now, I mean, after that, man, I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and it, my range came back and I lost maybe, I lost maybe a whole step, maybe one or two whole, you know, one or two whole steps okay. with my range. That's right. a lot, right. you know, for a vocalist. Okay. So, I have to, you know, deal with dropping the keys to my songs and stuff like that. But I don't mind because I sing it just like it's the regular key. So, right. yeah. And you told me something before too, because you said you're self-taught. Yeah. You started from a kid all the way through, and you really taught yourself how to play music and how to do these things. Right. Yeah. I, I did. The only training I've had, formal training I've had, was in high school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I, I wish that I could. I, I, I think that I should have going and, and taking more music courses, mm -hmm. you know, get, get the theory and everything down. But I, I basically play by feel. Right. And I'm, you know... I'm not but it's funny, because I'm playing sax now, mm -hmm. and that's something on all the YouTube tutorials I've taken and everything else, they tell you to learn to play by feel. Mm -hmm. They say one of the worst things is, is when you have a rigid way of playing, right. and you learn to, you can never ad-lib. Yeah. It's hard for you to freestyle. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't <laughs> like to have something in front of me I'm I'm reading you listen yeah I, I, I want to entertain the audience you know I want to be able to look up and, and look at the people I'm playing to and walk to them if I want to without having to read music right. and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to read I'm music saying, saying. because it, top professionals do it all the time and that's great well the best can do both yeah absolutely that's so right. I'm not in that category yet <laughs> I, I gotta I have to, you know, really buckle down and, and learn my reading. But, you know, while I'm entertaining, though, I would rather know my lyrics. I would rather know mm -hmm. my sax parts, you know, and everything. And I make mistakes, but, hey, I blow through them just like it ain't nothing happened. What's it like? <laughs> we didn't talk about your, we talked about your music some last time. Mm -hmm. but what is it like being a musician here in Japan? You've been, how many years have you been doing it here? I've been here 24 years now. Playing music the whole time from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. And what has it been like for you? You think it's an easy journey? You think you would have been more advanced if you stayed in the States or some other country versus here? What has it been like for you? No, actually, it's been great here in Japan. In what ways? That, that's why I settled here. Uh, Japan, man, have many amenities that, that I can enjoy, you know, other than music. But as far as the music goes, people, do, people appreciate uh, our music. And even they, they may not even know the lyrics we sang, but they understand the beats and they understand the song, the melodies, and they can get into it and really enjoy and appreciate it, man. You know, and um, the work has been, overall, has been in abundance. So I, in the States, I think it would have been a little bit tougher, you know, to, to actually do what I'm doing now. You know, you competition-wise? Um, I don't know if it's competition or just the, I don't know, man. It's, uh, 
for me is atmosphere and also uh, it's a grind. How is that? It's a How's grind, man. They work really very hard. In and here state. they don't? Not so much. I mean, not as much. Like, you know? What would be considered? What, would, what kind of things? Like, like now, unless it's a jazz hit, you don't do like four, 40, 45, five, 45 minute sets. That's a long time to be working. Five, 45 minute sets. Yeah, or four, or four 45s even. Right. You know, like the sets that I do now, and I'm not saying that I, those gigs don't come about, because they do, and I have done them. And it wasn't that bad, but that's how it is all the time in the States, man. You have to work, you know. For the same kind of money? Less money. Less money. Less money. That's the, that's what I was getting at. That was a problem for me. Right. I don't think I would I would have survived, you know, really. I, I would have made a way to survive, but you know, it's not not just music. So so right now, your only thing is music. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you do. That's all, that's it. Okay, it's partially because you're really you're really prudent with your money. You you don't just buy any old thing or do anything. Like right. That. You make sure you keep it right. in case. I buy the the necessary things that I need for my for my business, mm -hmm. and sometimes it gets you know be a bit expensive, but it's an investment. You know, it's not just I'm just throwing the money away for something. Mm -hmm. I I get it and use it for my business. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, mm, I've been doing music only, man, since I was like seventeen. You mean your only income, just music? Yeah. Really? Except one time I did a, a quick six month stint at uh, McDonald's in Dallas, <laughs> just six months so I could pay my taxes. Because we, because the, the gigging had kind of gone down right. to the downside, right, and right. I had to have it. So I had to I had to work six months at McDonald's. That's the only time I worked during my wow. whole career. Wow! And uh, anything other than music, you know, it's, it's been some tough times, man. But I've had some great times too with my band. Tell me some of your best times. I tell you, the times that you still think about every now and then. You sit back and it puts a smile on your face. <laughs> okay, I, I tell, tell you, I tell you my main one. All right. Okay, when we were when we were traveling throughout the states. In our van and our truck, we used to be on the side of the road, broke down sometimes. Sometimes hot, sometimes cold. We'd be in the van just dreaming. Oh man, one of these days, somebody's gonna take us to a, to that private, to that island on their private jet. We're gonna be living it up. It happened. <laughs> we were dreaming about that. So we went to Hong Kong in 1993. Right. We did a gig at the, the Hyatt Hotel, the Hyatt, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Grand Hyatt, and um, it was a guy from Indonesia there with his entourage, and he was checking us out, he enjoyed us. So after the gig, he saw us on the elevator, and he said, hey guys, I want to take you guys to my country. You know, you guys are great, you know. So we heard that so many times, we were like, yeah, thank you, man, thank you, appreciate it. You know, he said, he, then he looked at us, he said, maybe you guys think I'm joking. He said, I'm not joking. He said, uh, who's the leader? So my keyboard player was the leader at the time. So he said, I'm going to send my guy to your room tomorrow, and we're going to talk about it. He sent the dude to the room, man, and this cat, man, then he came in and started talking to him, and, and he made a deal with us to stay, to stay in Asia, to go to his place in, in, in Indonesia, in Jakarta.
So he supplied the plane fare, and he asked us, how much do you charge? We told him our, our fee. He said, I'll pay you guys half. He said, you know, you're just going to go home anyway, right? We said, yeah. So make a long story short, this guy came back with plane tickets, took us to Indonesia, to Jakarta, to the Grand Hyatt, and gave us a tour through the Hyatt. He said, you, you guys, uh, I want you to enjoy yourselves. You're going to have a room for yourselves. Check it out. Check everything out. You have the whole run of everything, the gym, the spot, everything. Man, we ended up playing three nights at the Hyatt, and he had another, he had a jazz club too. We did Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the Hyatt, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at his club. We packed it every night, both places. So, uh, and then we had, man, the room was about this size, everybody's room. Okay. It was sweet, man. Wow. really nice. Really sweet. Anyway, one night he came to us, he said, I'm gonna, uh, pick you guys up, it was a Saturday night, I'm going to pick you guys up tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. He said, I'm going to take you guys to Bali. Alright, so he pulls up, man, in a couple of limos, gathers up, we, we gathered into the car, man, and he took us to a private airstrip. He was, he was uh, one of the presidents of, you know, Saharto? The, uh, okay, yes, yes. Saharto's children all had, all of them had conglomerates. Okay. Not just companies, they had conglomerates, each one. Mm-hmm. He, he worked for one of those conglomerates. And he was the president of about three or four of those companies. And he was also the liaison for Indonesia and, and for the government. Okay. So he had a picture of himself with Reagan, you mm-hmm. know, shaking yes. hands with Reagan. And anyway, so we went to the private airstrip, Saharto's airstrip got on a private plane. He mm. took us to Bali. He had the run of, and oh, by the way, he owned the Hyatt. He was one of the owners of the Hyatt and the hotel across from that. And then the, the uh, Intercontinental Hotel Resort that we stayed in in Bali. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had a great time. They, the next week he said, ah, you guys be in the lobby at seven, I'm gonna take you guys to Singapore. Took us to Singapore, <laughs> same thing, bigger private jet. Mm. Brought us back. He, at that time, when we were in Singapore, he brought us clothes. He recognized everything that everybody needed. It was all in his head. He didn't write anything down. He knew what everybody needed. He got us all what we needed. Then he took us to a music store. It was two sides. It was a regular music store and a pro shop on this side. So when we went up there, we all just flocked into the regular shop. He said, no, 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 guys, 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 I want you guys over here. He took us to the pro shop, man. And he said, Glenn, I want you to pick out a nice soprano saxophone. So I saw two two sopranos. It was a gold one and it was a really beautiful silver one. So I went, you know, I, I didn't want to go to that silver one. <laughs> I went to that gold one first and checked it out. He said, no, 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 no. I want you to have that one. He said, this is the one Kenny G plays. He said, I, I like your playing. I like your feel. He said, I want you to have this one. And I was like, wow. It was a $4,000 horn. Four grand, man. And I was like, you know, that, that that's, that's, that's my, you know, the, and he bought everybody guitar, bass, keyboard, all of, all of this. 
to keep your house. Do you yeah. still have yours now? I still have mine now. I'm playing, I'm playing that soprano on that song right there. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm doing a solo on How it too. How were you when that happened? How were you when this happened? I was... Maybe 38? Something like that. Okay. And you hadn't been to Japan yet? I had been to Japan. Okay, but you were back in the States when this Actually, happened. before I went to Hong Kong, I had spent a year here. Okay. And in, in working in, in Pick, at Pickford. Okay. Uh, for one year with the science band. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was one of the, that's the main highlight, man, for me. I mean, I have other stuff, but can't nothing top that one. That's a, it was a dream come true. Uh, we did, we did, uh, at the first time, we, we only did like a, a month. I mean, he, this is over several, this is different times he kept on doing this with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 they weren't consecutive. The first time, the first time he did all, all that I just said. Okay. And that was only for about a month. Oh, that was a month. Yeah. Plus, what he did after that, he paid us, he paid us our fee that we normally pay, right. that, that we normally get paid, plus he added more. So we got so much more from accepting a half pay from, and, and, and you know, our dreams paid off, man. I mean, it right. just came true, bro. Did the, what happened to the group after that? Did you guys stay together? Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, the original members stayed together. We, we went back to Indonesia, and oh, right after that we went to Guam. So we did Indonesia, Guam twice. Mm -hmm. Then we did Indonesia again. After that one, then we changed some members. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. After, and then we went to uh, Taiwan, then back to Indonesia, and then we did Hong Kong again. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was the last time, well, that was the year they changed over. We did, okay. 96, into the year that it changed over, 97. Mm. Yeah, so that was, the last, that was the last I did with that group. Mm -hmm. After that, I, got an, I, had, I started another group. Right. Because it was becoming a grind for me. Yeah, it wasn't right. fun anymore right. because I was having to do a whole lot of work. And then you know, mm -hmm. members kept changing, man, and, and I was doing the choreography for them. Right. So I had to teach everybody. Every time somebody changed, I had to go through that. It was becoming right. a grind. Anyway. So you right now, basically, you, you play on your own. Mm -hmm. You don't have anyone else with you. No. Do you plan on having anyone with you? Uh, I wouldn't mind having a, you know, a, a, a band mm -hmm. to, to play with every now and then. But... Uh, I, I tell you, uh, the second group that I, that I formed called SLAM, um, we did Taiwan and we came and we did Pickford. Mm -hmm. We did Pickford for six months. And after Pickford, you know, I had already set up to go to Singapore and to Hong Kong again. And all of this was already set. But they wanted, they wanted, the other band members wanted to go home after saying that they wanted to stay out and work, you know, and I worked hard to get them gigs. After that, man, I, I kind of burned on, I got burned on bands, oh, you know, so I was like, hey, yeah. I, I don't have to go through all that. I can How much longer do you think you're going to, I mean, continue to play? What's your intention? Till I can't play no more. <laughs> Till the last breath. Till the last breath. And then, you know, it's, that's true. my thing is, man, I, I, I love to entertain. I love to see people having a great time and happy, you know. If that's that's my main goal to make people smile and happy and playful, you know, and having a good time. That's that that's what I love, man. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing. I've been fortunate enough to to do what I love to do, right. and I'm just. It's no reason to stop, you know, until mm -hmm. I can't do it no more, man. You know, 
Uh, it's, so it's, it's so like on that. your song that you just did, the song that just came out, the twenty seventh mm -hmm. of May. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the song. Um, you haven't told me. About it's it. a. It's funky. Okay. It's like old school style. All right. And, and uh, you know, it's got the got Tahira in there doing the the, the little mm, the chants and the stuff and the, her her sounds and. Well, I'm gonna have it play. I'm gonna have it playing in the background here. Mm -hmm. Can I? I mean, I can. Yeah, have sure, it. sure. So it's gonna be playing as we're talking. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's gonna be cool. best. So you can hear, but just tell me about the feeling. What 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 inspired you to play to do this? Uh actually, I started out with a, just just a drum beat because I was learning my software, right? Okay. I started out with a drum beat, man, and it just built from there. I don't know. It just popped out of my head. Things just that's how I write. So it's a dance song. It's a dance song, and okay. everything just popped out of my head, man. Just to put this here, put this there, you know, and not not to try to not to clutter it too much, you know, because you can go. Put, you can layer it, layer it, but I wanted it to be simple, but you know, intriguing enough to for people to listen to it mm -hmm. and uh, make them make them move. Any horns in it? Any horns? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm playing tenor, alto, and soprano on the horn okay. parts. Oh, you did yeah, say that. Yeah, right. right. And I have the soprano solo in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, on the Do end. you sing on it? Uh, yeah, I'm singing. I'm singing the lead. I'm singing okay. the lead on it. Yeah, right. sing. I'm leading lead and the backgrounds too. I'm singing okay. some of the backgrounds also. And that's so. How many songs are you gonna have on your? Usually, there's twelve songs on the album. I mean, I'm, I might do. I may do nine. Nine. Okay, nine. Yeah. That's the minimum. Um, you can have on many sides. Yeah, I, I, I can do seven. You know, but right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do nine. Right. And you know, when do you, have, when do you think it's gonna be out? I'm gonna try to do it. Have it done by next summer. Oh, my mother, how's she doing? She's okay. Oh, my mother's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's doing good. She's eighty-four now. Okay. She's, she's still kicking. All right. Still right. ginky. Yeah. Yeah. You should say hello to your mom. I will. Let <laughs> I me mean, just say hello to her now. Hey, mom, what's up, baby? There you go. There you go. <laughs> she's gonna sure. be smiling like this. <laughs> she's so cute, man. I'll make sure I put that in. There. Yeah, I always make her laugh. When we're on the phone, because you know, she's fascinated by you know, we I have her on live, yeah, right, right. you know, and she'd be fascinated. Oh, I can see you. Hey, boy, how you doing? You know, and we just be talking, and I just make her laugh, man, just just to see her laugh, and then I'll get a, a screenshot. You know? Has she been here to Japan? She's never been to Japan. Does she, she want to come? She want to come, but it, it's a little difficult for her to travel right now. Uh, but, um, yeah, she she went to Indonesia. She came to Indonesia while I was there, and I took I took her to Bali on my day off. That's good, that's good. Yeah, that was real nice. She really enjoyed that, man. That was really different for her. So I did get to bring her to Asia. Yes, Now I usually end the podcast by asking, what do you consider a good life in Japan? What do I consider a good life in Japan? Wow. Hmm. Uh, man. Just being here is <laughs> is this this life is good. I really think it's it's, it's a lot you can do here, man. I, I I like to have a nice house, nice little career. Don't have to be huge. Just just a nice size house, man. And out not in the very country, but kind of close, so I can grow some food. You know, I I like to grow some food and not be dependent on you know the markets and stuff like that. And and just just be able to relax. And, and, and enjoy the country, man, because the amenities here are great. Uh, hmm. I don't know, there's so much, so much I can say about it, you know. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for having this time. Yeah, thank you, brother, so for having me here. Appreciate it.
I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And remember, it's all alone, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. That's it.